This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 93. Let's do this. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he marched the inaugural year for the Esperanza Drum and Bugle Corps, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and, and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use, and one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting, and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host, and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, if, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio. And it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there. They are the sponsor of this episode. And I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're they're a great tool. And if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and, you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Pat Flynn, and you might hear in my voice already, but I'm a little hoarse. Not like a pony little horse, but like my voice is a little sore and that's because I've been practicing every night for a few hours every night for an upcoming presentation at New Media Expo in Las Vegas. My presentation is on the first day, January 4th at 10.30 a.m. and I'm really excited because this is potentially gonna be the largest crowd that I've ever spoken to. I have a super session, which means uh, in the blogging track that I'm speaking in, there's no other sessions going on at the same time. So there could potentially be I don't know, five to 700 people, which would be awesome. I would love to speak in front of a crowd like that. But of course, I, I wanna bring my A game for that crowd. I mean, I would bring my A game for a crowd of one, but you know, I really wanna knock this out of the park. I have somebody coming to film the presentation. Hopefully there's no technical glitches like which always happen during, during my presentation. But even if they happen, you know, those, those are fun things that you know, are talked about and lessons learned. So we'll see what happens, but I've been practicing every night, which is why my voice is gone. I'm not really that sick. Hopefully the voice comes back, it will. I've been taking care of myself, don't worry. So I'm gonna go right into the interview here with an incredible person, somebody I really, really look up to. This is Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com, a leader of leaders, a best-selling author. In February, he put on the very first platform conference and I was so honored to come and speak and it was an amazing, amazing, well-put-together event. I know he had another one in Dallas just last month or a couple months ago and uh, just an all-around incredible, genuine, nice, authentic, 
incredibly smart and experienced man who I'm very, very happy to have on the show today. And we're talking about goal setting because 2014 is right around the corner. I know that you have a ton of things that you want to accomplish. I do. And so I tap into Michael's brain to get into how we can better achieve our goals and some of the things that hold us back from achieving our goals. And I actually ask him a lot of hard questions, questions that I get all the time that I I struggle with too. Like, how do you know when you're trying to reach a goal that it's time to give up on that goal and maybe pivot or try something else? Or let's say you have many things you wanna accomplish. You have a lot of goals. How do you know which one to tackle first? And I swear Michael probably gives the best answer to that question that I've ever heard from anybody. And Michael, if you're listening to this, uh, it was so good that I'm going to be giving that same answer to people when they ask me that same question. And I will give you credit for it. You deserve it. And, you know, I'm just, again, so much in this episode. Uh, we talk about Michael's new goal setting co- uh, course. And, you know, I highly recommend it to anybody. I don't earn a commission or anything from it. And uh, yeah, let's, so let's just get right into the interview. Here's Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com. Michael Hyatt, thank you so much for coming on the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Pat. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's so awesome to have you here. And actually, Michael, you and I are going to see each other very soon at New Media Expo uh, in a couple weeks now, which is, I mean, it's crazy how fast this is coming up. And um, I don't know why they did this. And I don't even know if you know this. I just found out you and I are speaking in super sessions at the event at the exact same time. We are? Oh my gosh. So it's like competition. Yeah. I mean, I don't, not competition. I'm like worried that, you know, everyone's going to go to you because everybody loves you. And, you know, I'm just like, uh, like I want to watch you. That's the main thing. That no, I'd like. love to hear you too. People should go to your session. Honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, go to Pat's session. He delivers the bacon every single time. You know, it'll be great. Go there. You can get the recording of mine. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate that. And you threw out the magic word, bacon. So So I'm really excited to have you on because we're going to talk a lot about something that I think are on a lot of people's minds these days, which are goals, because we're leading into 2014. People want this to be the best year ever. And you know a lot about goal setting and reaching those goals. I've seen you do a number of different things this past year. That really impressed me, like the platform conference, which I was invited to and was amazing your first time out. And I want to know how that like came about and when the sort of goal for that came into place and how that came to fruition. Um, and, and just, you know, you're doing so, such amazing, amazing things. But before that, I mean, I'm looking at your blog right now, Michael. You have 370,037 total subscribers. That is so much. Um, but you weren't always a blogger. You weren't blogging. Or you, you didn't just start out as a, as a blogger, sort of like I did. What were you doing before you built this platform, michaelhyatt.com? Yeah, well, blogging was kind of an afterthought because I spent my entire career in the book publishing area. And I started when I was a senior in college at Baylor University. And I uh, was in telephone marketing, of all things. Telephone marketing, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I was one of those guys. And uh, so I I spent those first few years in sales, and then I transitioned to marketing, and then I finally went to editorial, and then I started getting bumped upstairs, you know, in terms of management and leadership, all of which was great. But most recently, um, I spent six years at the helm of Thomas Nelson uh, Publishers here in Nashville, where I uh, live, and it was was awesome. I just love the power of ideas and the power of books to really impact people. And I'm all about transformation and books had had such a transformative impact on my life. I just love the thought of participating in that industry and helping other people experience transformation as well. Yeah, that is awesome. And what, what were some of the challenges for you when you decided to you know, start blogging? Was it always this, like, was it a success from day one for you? 
No, I mean, I, I didn't even think about that, Pat. When I started, um, it was funny because I broke my ankle. And so I was recovering from that. And I thought, you know, I've always wanted to start a blog. And, and here I am, sort of this unexpected accident. And I'm flat on my back for a week because I had to have surgery on it. And I said, I'm going to start a blog. And I thought of it initially as a repository kind of for my best thinking. And then I started to, to be a little bit, uh, go be, a little bit beyond that and think, well, you know, this may be something that I could use to share with the people uh, in my company. I was the president of Thomas Nelson at that time. And I thought I could just, you know, share my best thinking with my employees and, you know, it'd be a repository for that. And it never really occurred to me that, uh, at least initially, that the outside world might have an interest in it. And then, of course, it took off from there. And, but it was slow. I will say it was slow. It took four years for me to, to attract more than 1,000 readers a month. Yeah, I mean, I love that you said that because a lot of us think, you know, we see these incredibly successful blogs and we think it happens overnight, but definitely not. And, you know, it took me, you know, close to two years before I started to see any sort of leverage. And not only do you have a blog now, but you have an incredibly successful podcast. And it's called This Is Your Life. And you and I seem to keep trading top places in, in iTunes in the business section. Um, and I do listen to your show, Michael. It's, it's fantastic. Um, oh, thank you. I, I listened to an episode on a road trip recently that was about uh, advice to new CEOs or those who want to be. And that wasn't, it's not necessarily for those who want to become CEOs, but even just entrepreneurs or people who want to start working for themselves. And you know, there, there was some really, really great information in that one. So if you're going to listen to one of Michael's episodes, uh, I, I would definitely listen to that one because that one really had an, uh, an impact on me as far as what to expect and the realities of it and how hard it is and, um, you know, some of the, just the challenges that you're going to face along the way. And that's something that we're going to talk a lot about today are the challenges that we're facing because we all want to do so many amazing things. And I know I have a ton of things on my plate. Michael, you know a lot about some of the upcoming projects that I have. And at times I feel like maybe this is too much, but then other times I get in the mindset of, this is going to be so awesome. And, and, and one of the things I remember you talked about at the platform conference specifically was this idea of resistance or this 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 thing that just happens to us whenever we're about to do something cool it always tries to stop us and i talk about this a lot on the podcast but you know what, i don't know if you wanted to start with with you know, the things that are holding us back from reaching our goals i mean you have this whole sort of methodology and thing stuff for for goal setting to to actually reach your goals where where do you want to start with with goal setting well, I, I think, you know, starting with resistance is a good, good thing. And, it's, and by the way, it's not an original idea with me. This comes from Steven uh, Pressfield in his fantastic mm. book, War uh, The Art. War of Art. And uh, then he talks about it more in Do the Work, another book that he wrote, a little short book. Right. I will but say I, for those of you who are interested in that book, I, I highly recommend it. The language is a little bit abrasive at times. Um, so just keep that in mind. You know, I wouldn't read it to your kids when they're going to bed. Um, <laughs> exactly. But it does, it, and it's made a completely impactful uh, statement to me in my life. So, uh, and I know it's done the same for others. So thank you for that mention. Yeah. And I think, you know, that people can relate to it because what he talks about is anytime, anytime you set out with the intention to improve some area of your life in a positive direction, it, it might be, you know, you, you want to get in shape or you want to start seeing growth in your business. Maybe you haven't seen that in years, or you want to improve the relationship you have with your spouse. You're going to almost inevitably meet with resistance, which is that that thing that tries to stop you from making forward progress. And you can almost set your clock by it. It's going to show up. And in fact, when it does, once you learn to recognize it, it can kind of be an indicator that you're headed in the right direction. So I think mm -hmm. rather than, you know, getting discouraged and thinking, uh, and by the way, this almost always happens to me. I forget about this till I get in the middle of it. 
But when you start experiencing that resistance, like you want to throw in the towel or you want to quit because you're in what I call the messy middle, you know, it's just good to remind yourself, oh, yeah, this is that thing that always happens whenever I'm trying to grow or try to make an improvement or try to accomplish something I've never accomplished before. It's I, I, I meet with the resistance. And the good news is that we can use that much like an airplane uses the resistance of the air to create liftoff. We can use that to go to a completely new level in our in our lives or our business. Mm, I like that. Michael, when was the last time you experienced this resistance? Oh, probably a week ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> Me too. I'm thinking about it right now too. You know, no, seriously. I mean, you, you know, even, even this big, uh, this course that we created, uh, Five Days to Your Best Year uh, Ever. I mean, we were, we were in the middle of that, you know, in the middle of the launch. And uh, it's, it's interesting, that whole term launch, because I really want to expand on that metaphor sometime. But, you know, probably like a launch is for NASA astronauts, you know, when you're taken off the launching pad, there's so much vibration, you don't know if the rocket's about to blow up or if you're about to get into orbit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with that launch, you try to pre-think everything, you try to make everything smooth, you think you've thought of everything possible until you get right into the middle of it and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe we missed that. And the problems start coming in. And literally with that launch, um, I said about an hour into it, I said, I wonder if we should push the hold button and just kind of regroup here. And uh, fortunately, two of the people who work with me said, no, no, we're going forward. This is awesome. And so we did. And we got through it. It was fine. And yeah. that's just typical for, I think, anything meaningful you try to launch. You're going to experience that, if not at the beginning, somewhere along the middle, and it's a temptation to quit. But if you can hang with it and hit the inflection point, lots and uh, lots of good things happen. Right. I really like how you said sort of other members of your team were like, let's just do it. And sometimes that's what you need. And I found that that's what is the case in my life. Whenever I find that resistance, when goal setting, almost in the same way as sort of uh, overcoming this resistance, you know, I think other people involved in your goals are completely important. How, what, what would you feel about, you know, what are your thoughts on sharing your goals? Because I actually remember uh, that this was a TED talk I heard that basically the thesis of it was you shouldn't share your goals because when you share your goals, your mind sort of thinks that you've accomplished thing, those things already. And I'm really interested to hear what your thoughts are on that because I, I feel like, and a lot of people know this for obvious reasons, I mean, I share everything on the Smart Passive Income you blog do. and that holds me accountable. Um, but it was really interesting to hear this person and I'll I'll link to the TED talk in the show notes. Um, but but that person was saying you shouldn't openly share your goals because it will sort of give your brain this idea that you have already accomplished it and you will procrastinate or you will have or not do the work that you should do. Yeah, well, you know, when I when I first started out, I, I thought much like you do that I just needed to share my goals and go public. And I did this on my blog the first time I ever did it because this was probably now about eight years ago. I thought I'm going to run my first half marathon. I was totally excited about it. I was really committed to getting in the best shape of my life. And so um, I had just begun my tenure as a CEO at that point. I thought, you know, this is going to be a really demanding job and I've got to be in great shape. I've got to take care of myself because this is going to require more of me than I've ever done before. So I went public, you know, I said, I'm going to run this half marathon. This is what my training schedule is, blah, 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 blah. And I encourage people to do the same thing. Then I watched that TED video by Derek Sivers. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Yep, and that's where he talks about, you know, you get the same psychological satisfaction from talking about the goal as actually accomplishing it. So he urges people to stay quiet about it. Here's where I've come down, Pat. I think there's a middle ground. And the middle ground to me is this. Share the goal with people that you know are going to be supportive and hold you accountable. 
I think it can be sometimes dangerous if you share it with people who might be naturally cynical or people who are negative and can kind of pull you back down and maybe they're threatened by the thought of you accomplishing something that they wish maybe in their hearts that they could uh, accomplish or had the courage to pursue. And you, you don't want those kind of people creating the sort of uh, friction or resistance um, that will keep you from reaching the escape velocity that you need to actually accomplish the goal. So that's why I, I say I think it's better if you can share it now with a supportive group. I, I totally couldn't be totally quiet about it. I mean, my wife has to know she's the most supportive person I know. Uh, by my team. I mean, it's going to involve them. Obviously, they have to know about it. So I just think you got to use, use a little judgment uh, with it. Yeah, I think understanding who you're sharing that information with is definitely, definitely helpful. And I really like what you said about, it's a sort of off topic here, but you said taking care of yourself as far as when you were becoming a uh, president. Um, you knew you had to take care of your, your yourself and be, become healthy. Um, that's something I hear you talk about a lot is, you know, when, when trying to understand your priorities in life, you always put and this is going to sound interesting until you explain about it. Um, you always put yourself first. Explain that. Yeah, this is one of those things that um, seems a little awkward for people. And in my particular uh, tradition, you know, actually God would come first for me and then I would come second. But certainly at the top of the list and people think, well, no, you should put other people first. I mean, that's the right thing. That's the moral thing to do. Well, here's the deal. Unless I take care of myself, unless I'm healthy emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, all those other things, unless I'm really taking care of myself, I don't have additional capacity to give to other people. And really, my ultimate value is that I want to have uh, a positive impact. I want to have a transformational impact on the people that I encounter, whether that's my podcast or my blog or just the people I work with. And so I've got to be physically available, emotionally available. I, I've got to be, um, I've got to have the capacity to do that. And that requires me taking care of my first, myself first. And I think, Pat, it's much like uh, what the flight attendant says at the beginning, the safety check on an airline flight, when they say, you know, in the unlikely event of an emergency and, you know, we lose oxygen, that's going to pop out from um, above you. And you need to affix that to your own face before you attempt to help somebody else. Right. Right. And it's because if you pass out, you know, the people that are counting on you to help them are, you're just not going to be available to them. Yeah. So I, I do think taking care of yourself is really important. And I'll say this, I know, I know that you're a super high achiever and I know the people that listen to your podcast are high achievers. And if you want to be in your most energetic, productive self and really have an impact that requires you to take care of yourself, you know, getting the, the appropriate amount of rest, eating the right kind of foods, getting exercise, doing the kinds of things that, you know, to use a musical metaphor, keep the instrument tuned and in good working order so that it can perform at its optimal level uh, at a concert. And that's how I look at my body and my psychology, my mental state. All of that is part of that instrument that I want to guard and, and take care of so that I really can make a contribution to other people. Oh, I really like that instrument metaphor because I, I was in marching band for you know, several years. So I think that's, a, that's an even better metaphor than the one that I typically use is, you know, you're sort of like a car and you have to go in every 15,000 miles to get, make sure it's running. And, you know, you got to fuel it with the best gas in order for it to run correctly and so on and so forth. So same metaphor. Yeah, that's a good one too. I think I'm going to switch the instrument thing though. I really, I really yeah, yeah, you can do it. Totally. <laughs> I, re I really like that. All right. Now let's, let's move on to goal setting specifically. How do we make this upcoming year, 2014, like the most amazing 
year ever. And I had mentioned in the previous podcast, you know, it's it's always funny to me around this time of year how people get jazzed about the upcoming year and they wait till sort of the next year to start finally doing these things. And I think, you know, you shouldn't have to wait for a specific time to get started on your goals. But it just so happens we are at the end of the year and we have the opportunity because we as human beings just sort of chunk up our lives in, in into these years. Uh, you know, how do we make this next year or this next phase in our life, if you will, if you're if you're maybe listening to this in the future mid year, how do you make the next phase of your life the best phase ever? This is such a great question. And I, I like taking advantage of this time of year because it's naturally a time when people are, are thinking about winding up the current year, thinking towards the next year. Uh, things are becoming possible to their thinking. You know, it's just that just that time of the fresh start, which I love. And but I'm with you totally. You can do that anytime. It doesn't have to be on the uh, change of the calendar year. But to me, where it begins is realizing that this next year could be your best year ever. There could be a breakthrough. You know, the, the truth is you're going to live through 2014 one way or the other. I mean, chances are good that you're going to live through it. So why just make it another year like last year or the year before? Because with a little intention, with a little effort, you could have a record year. You could have a personal best, as sometimes people say if they're uh, runners. You could have a year that was really one that you could remember uh, as a positive year for the rest of your life. Uh, because the truth is, you know, what we have in the present is all the time that we really have. And if we squander another year, we don't really take advantage of it. If we don't really set out to accomplish those things that matter most to us, who knows if we'll have the next year after that? Who knows if we'll have, we could do it in five years. Might as well tackle it now and really move the needle while you can. So I think to me, when I think of of next year, I think about the the whole area of breakthrough and possibility and how could I do something that would make it a year worth remembering? Mm -hmm. And then how do we, you know, how do we, where do we even start with that? I mean, yes, you can say internally, I'm next year's going to be awesome. It's going to be the best year ever. And then I can imagine people, and even I do this sometimes. Okay. What does that mean? What does that look like? How is that going to work? Where do I start? I mean, it's so overwhelming um, because it's, I mean, a year is a long time and what do we want to do? What, how do we know, what direction to go and, 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 you know, how do, how do you filter through everything that's going on in your head around goal setting? Goal yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a great question too. And I, and I, the place that I would start is actually getting complete with 2013. And here's what I mean by that. You got to kind of process the past and what you either accomplished or didn't accomplish in this year so that you're not dragging it into next year. Because the, the truth is your performance for this year could be an impediment if you're not careful. For example, you may have not accomplished the goals that you set out to accomplish, and you may find that there's a little cynicism in your heart. And so you throttle back your expectations and you go, you know, that goal setting thing that doesn't really work. You know, I missed a bunch of goals this year, so I'm just going to kind of drift through this next year. Of course, you'd never say that consciously, mm-hmm. but in your unconscious mind, it would have that uh, impact. Or you might say, gosh, I crushed it this last year in my career or whatever area it was. And so, you know, I'm never going to have a year like that again. So why even try? But all I'm saying is that if you're not careful, if you don't process the past, then then you you might repeat it or you might just give up before you start. So I go through this process where I have seven questions that I ask about last year. So, for example, one of the questions in this exercise, I won't give them all to you, but I'll give some of them to you. Um, if the last year were a movie of your, of your life, what would the the genre be? Would it be drama? Would it be comedy? Would it be romance? Would it be adventure? What is it? 
And were there two or three major themes that kept recurring? I really believe in the principle, Pat, of listening to your life and paying attention to the little signals that kind of bubble up and keep recurring. And themes are like that uh, for me. Oh, or another one is, what did you accomplish this past year that you were the most proud of? Or what were the disappointments or regrets that you experienced this past year? And, and literally, I encourage people to write these down. And as people have been doing this, um, following this course that I've come up with, it's amazing how many people are just moved emotionally in doing that. And several people have said to me, they said, I, I didn't realize how impactful these seven questions would be. But when I went through the exercise, I realized that there were things in my life that were really important and I was never acknowledged for them or I really was sad about them and I didn't have a way to process them. But somehow in the process of writing these out, almost like a journal, it helped me to get clear so that I was free to begin to consider this next year sort of as a blank canvas without being uh, having the impediment of dragging this last year and the impact of it uh, into this next year. Isn't it amazing how when you just when, it, sometimes it just takes someone else to say, hey, write this stuff down or think about this to discover all of these things, all these per, perhaps missing parts or things that uh, that we should be focusing on that were in there in our brains. We just needed someone to help us get them out. It, it's so true. And it's like if you've if you've ever been to a, a really good counselor and, and I didn't used to admit this publicly, but honestly, this is one of the best things that ever happened to me is going uh, to a counselor from time to time when I'm struggling with some issue or whatever, but just to have somebody ask me really good questions and give me a chance to talk and, and sort of, you know, give me the feedback. And, and you can experience a lot of that. I do, I do this practice of daily journaling where I try to process the previous day and to just kind of work through it because I'm the kind of person, it's just my nature, I'm an achiever. I'm the strength finders. That's my number one uh, strength. And so for me, once I check it off the list, I'm done with it except I'm not done with it. At least I'm not done with it emotionally. And sometimes I need to go back and process that uh, so that again, I'm clear and free and able to really uh, accomplish even more significant things in the future. Yeah, I like that. It sort of reminds me when my wife and I were engaged, we went to engagement encounter, uh, which is sort of a, a requirement in the Catholic religion to get married. You have to go through this sort of um, almost like counseling type stuff. And yep. Um, we were given this exercise. We were given like a pamphlet, like a little booklet. And one of the exercises was we had to go into a room for just so by ourselves and write about why we loved the other person and what we wanted to to accomplish as a couple. And then we we sort of read each other's after that, and it was you know we'd be crying and that whole thing. And uh, it was it was amazing because I mean, yes, I knew I loved her, but I didn't know. Or it was it, it, it it's hard it, it was it's almost like mind mapping right you know you're taking yeah. out everything that's going on in your in your brain which are which is conscious and subconscious at the same time and, and actually putting it on paper to see it and to be able to share it and have an effect on another person's life in that way and an effect on my life as well it was just it was just huge so yes writing things down talking about it just like I would even encourage people to just like record themselves talking about their goals or what is on their minds. I mean, it might sound silly to, and, and people on the outside may be like, well, this person's crazy. They're talking to themselves. No, you're trying to ha figure things out in your brain and you can't do it without talking or writing things down. Um, so I really think that's cool. And I, I love that that's a part of this course that you have coming out. A big question I have for you, and this is a question I get all the time and I'm really interested in hearing what your thoughts are on this, Michael. You have a goal. You are, you are 
you are set out on doing something and, and, and you're working toward it, perhaps it's starting a blog and you've been blogging for a little bit and maybe it's a product that you have in mind that you've been working on trying to create and things aren't happening and you just sort of want to give up, sort of like we talked about earlier. And in yeah. some cases, the smart decision is to do that because that just might not be the right thing to do. How do you define or can you define or what, how do you discover if, if, if you should continue on that thing you're doing or perhaps make a pivot or, or shift? Well, th that's a tough question. And to it be is. Honest, I'm sorry to just, I didn't tell Michael I was going to ask him that question, but no, I, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's it, because it's a question, certainly, I think about a lot. And I get asked that same question also. And uh, Seth Godin has a little book on this called The Dip. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to tell, and it's mostly art. But I can tell you this that the time to quit is probably after you've persisted for longer than you think you should. I'll give you an example. My first book, when I wrote my first book, I th thought it would be a slam dunk. And it was rejected by 29 publishers before the 30th one said yes. Uh, a friend of mine, Andy Andrews, who wrote a, a book called The Traveler's Gift, was rejected by 52 publishers and went on to be a New York Times bestseller, but it was accepted by the 53rd publisher. And so there are a lot of stories like that. And I think that at the end of the day, you've got to ask yourself, you've got to kind of look inward and ask yourself, is this something that's really important to me. Yes. Do I, at the end of the day, do I believe in this? Do the people who love me and are, who are around me really believe in this with me? And I think that so often in our culture, which is so addicted to instant gratification, if we don't see the results immediately, boom, we're on to the next thing. And I think that inability to persist really hurts a lot of people and keeps them from gaining the traction uh, that they could get if they would just hang in there a little bit Longer, You know, you, when you try to work out with a fitness trainer, for example, you know, the, the thing the fitness trainer always does is he makes you do more push-ups than you think you can do, more sit-ups than you think you can do, but just hang in there a little bit longer because it's those last few reps where you really grow. Right. Absolutely. And so I think you got to think of it that way. Yeah, no, I love that. That's a fantastic answer. And, you know, I just, it's so hard for me to answer that sometimes because, you know, they, they're giving me this whole email about what they what they do and it's hard for me to know if that's the right that they, they, they literally ask me should i stop or should i keep going with this and that's a question that i can't answer you have to answer that on your own i, to I totally agree with that you know nobody's going to answer that that for you and and here's what we have to be careful of when we're when we find ourselves in that position it would be nice if we could shift the responsibility outside of ourselves so that so that if our wife told us for example to continue you and it didn't work, then we can blame her. You know, say, honey, honey, I only was doing it because you encouraged me to do it. No, we need to accept responsibility for it ourselves. If you quit, fine. If you don't quit, fine. The great thing about mistakes, Pat, and this is something I believe with all my heart, is ultimately there's no failure. There's only feedback or there's only learning. And so even if we make a mistake, you know, we can recover. But I think that fear of failure, that fear of making a mistake that we can't recover from, you know, holds a lot of people back from ever having the courage to just venture out and try it. Yeah. But there's few things, and believe me, I've had some colossal failures in my career and in my life, but there is nothing that's proved to be fatal. And I think John Maxwell said this, and he, he's right, but the, the only time you really fail is that if you just give up and quit. As long as you're still on the field, still playing, there's still possibility. There's still the chance for success. Yeah, I love that you said that, Michael. I think any successful entrepreneur, if they're honest with you, they will say that failure has been vital to help them 
reach their goals and become successful. I mean, without so, failure. I mean, the, it's hard because you we always hear, especially in the media, about these people who hit it out of the park on the first swing, and we expect to do the same thing when really striking out. You have to know what it feels like to strike out to really, really appreciate that home run you're going to hit later. Absolutely. I, I can tell you, like in 1992, I had a business with a partner, and I, I would say we went bankrupt. But the truth was we had all of our assets pledged to the bank, so we couldn't even go bankrupt. The bank just came and got everything. So we were too broke to even go bankrupt. But I remember sitting in our office floor, and in those days, back uh, really before cell phones, you know, we had hardwired phones. But the only thing we had in this office, the bank had taken all the furniture. He and I were sitting in this office with one phone that was hardwired to the wall. And we were just saying, what happened? You know, we had this growing business that sucked up a lot of cash and we found ourselves with no cash flow and the business went kaput. But honestly, you know, it's, it's an experience that I would never want to re repeat, but the lessons I learned from that, I would never trade for anything yeah, because yeah. it was what enabled me to, to really be able to become who I've become and to, uh, to do what I've done. Love it. I love it, Michael. Now, before I ask you about your course, five days to your best year ever. Um, I want to ask you if you can share one or two tips for everyone out there, actionable tips, something that they could do and keep in their mind when they are coming into 2014 that will really, really just help them go in the right direction as far as achieving their goals. Well, Pat, one of the things I would say is do write your goals down. There is a power in writing your goals down because it's almost like it sets uh, intention in motion. You know, it's, it's kind of lets you and everybody around you kind of puts you on notice that you're serious about this, serious enough to write it down. I had my whole family read this book about eight years ago called Write It Down, Make It Happen. And it was so fun. In fact, I stumbled across that list about a year ago and I made all my family write down 100 things they wanted to accomplish before they died. That's it's cool. amazing how many of those things we've actually accomplished. But just writing them down, even if you don't have a detailed action plan, just the mere act of writing those down uh, helps. Another thing I would suggest is keep them few in number. You know, I think sometimes we fail because it's kind of like the old, the ancient Chinese uh, proverb that says, man who chases two rabbits catches neither. Mm -hmm. And probably you need more than one rabbit to pursue in terms of goals. But I would keep it about five to seven so that you can stay focused and keep your team focused and really have a chance of, of accomplishing these goals. And then, of course, you know, this is something maybe we've all heard but haven't practiced, and that is, you know, make them smart. But I would just say this, make them specific. For example, writing a book is a great aspiration, but it's not a goal because it's not specific enough. You know, what book do you want to write? You know, let it go. Or in my case, I wrote this book this last year called The Life Plan Manifesto that'll be out this next year. But that was one of my goals for this last year, and so I was specific with it. And then to put a date on it is so important. Um, there's just not the sense of urgency unless you have a deadline on it. So for me, it was, you know, I wanted to get that book done by July the 31st. And, um, I, I actually did finish it by that day. I'd hoped to finish it a week early, but I, I didn't, but I finished it on July the 31st. But I'll tell you that deadline drove it. If I didn't have that deadline, yeah. I would not have finished the book, uh, on time. Absolutely. The deadline is huge. I mean, that is so, I mean, that, that's something that my team and I, uh, are always talking about now. And we're running these sort of two-week sprints, you know, to sort of chop up these big goals into smaller goals. And we are getting so much done recently. That's um, great. It's been amazing. Great. 
So talk talk about your course really quick, Michael. You know, um, I, I'm I'm always happy to have on, you know, and have people promote things that I know are going to be helpful. Like we had Clay Collins in episode seventy eight talk about lead pages, and hundreds of people bought lead pages, and it's helping them with their business now. And this is something that I know I've gone through it myself to look. I've looked at the material. I wouldn't share this, or I wouldn't have you on talking about this if. I didn't see and sort of approve it myself. But I mean, Michael, we all, I mean, I, I highly respect you. So even if I didn't check it out, I, I know this would help people. But I did check it out. It is helpful. Tell us about it. Yeah, well, this began really um, about two years ago in my mind because I thought to myself, goal setting has been a key cornerstone of my own life uh, for about the last 15 years. And so every year I go through this process of setting annual goals and it really drives everything during the year. It doesn't mean I don't change them. And I certainly, it certainly doesn't mean I don't accomplish, uh, I don't accomplish all of them. But I accomplish a lot more with goals than I ever would if I didn't have the goals. And I thought, as I've met people, as I've led a big company, I've realized that few people really understand how to go through the process. So I wanted to create a course because for me, typically, when I'm settling on my personal goals, it's that week between Christmas and New Year's. I just, I love that time of year because... You know, you've kind of uh, crossed the finish line on Christmas. You've got all that behind you. You know, the, the beginning of the year hasn't started. I've always taken that, that week off and really tried to process what's happened the previous year and to set my goals. Obviously, business goals are typically set long before that. But it's a great week to do it. So I, I thought if I could guide people through a five-day process where it wasn't so demanding, and I've been through these courses, and you probably have too, it's like so overwhelming. I mean, one of the goals should be just to get through the course. So I didn't (laughs) want it to be so long and so demanding that people couldn't get on with what was most important, which was actually executing on the goals. So I wanted to have it short. So like every day, there's a, each of the five days has a brief, typically about a nine or 10 minute video from me, where I explain a key concept And then there's a series of exercises that I have you do so that incrementally as you move through the week, you go from realizing the possibility breakthrough, processing the past on day two, smart goals, and actually articulating your goals on day three, day four, and boy, this is key, connecting with the motivations for each goal. What's going to keep you going when you hit that messy middle and want to quit? And identifying those before the race even begins so that you follow through and execute against that goal. And then finally on day five, where the rubber meets the road, how do you actually distill all this into your task management system so that you're not just creating a set of New Year's resolutions that, you know, 60 days after you start, you've given up on. But you really follow through and make this your best year ever. That's the course. Awesome. And thank you for taking a couple minutes to share that. Michael approached me earlier and he's like, oh, I'd love to give you an affiliate link for this for your audience. And I believe in this stuff so much and, and Michael's course that I was like, I want to show you that I'm doing this because I know it will help. So that means if you go through this link that Michael's about to share with you, um, it's not an affiliate link. I would rather get paid by you achieving your goals than the little bit of money that I would get from a commission. And that's how much I believe in this. So Michael, if you want to direct people where to go to get this course, where would they go? Yeah, thank you, Pat. Uh, go to bestyearever.me slash Pat. Cool. That's simple. Yeah. So I hope that shows you guys that I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this because I know this is helpful. And uh, you know, I'd rather see you email me later on and say, wow, that was amazing. I'm going to prove to you 
that I'm going to reach my goals in 2014. That's what I want to see. So actually, I want to see those emails from you. Whether you go through this course or not, I want to know what it is that you're going to accomplish in 2014. Actually, leave a comment. How about that? You leave a comment on this post. Go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 93. Leave a comment on this post and you know, tell me what, t- tell me what you, what, what it, what's, what's maybe one big thing you want to accomplish in 2014. And I will come back to this post in the future and email you maybe halfway through the year or whatever. Um, but, but this is something I want to see if you follow through. And I think Michael's course will absolutely help you do that. Hey, Pat, I know you didn't want to get an affiliate fee, but what if we did this? What if we gave away a course? You could just award the course to somebody who leaves a comment. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, that's something we've done before with other products. I don't even know why we didn't even think that. But thank you, oh, Michael. I don't know. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. So leave a comment on this post. Um, and how about on January 1st? Yes, on January 1st, I will take a little bit of a time out of my day to read those comments. And I will select one of you. And uh, you will get free access to Michael's course. So leave a comment, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 93. And uh, I will select one of you. Probably at random, just, I mean, I want to read through them all, but it's fair to be random here in this case, and I will uh, hook you up with Michael to get into his course. Sound good? Awesome, Pat. Awesome. That was sweet. That Actually, that's, that was, that's pretty awesome. Thank you, Michael. Um, cool. Any final words for the Smart Passive Income audience? I mean, uh, we all have so many things going on. I think, I think may, maybe let's end on this question because this is an important one and one I want to know because I have so many things in my mind as well, the, uh, things that I do want to accomplish in the next year. How do I know what to work on first? What's my top priority? You know, this is a concept that I learned from uh, Shalene Johnson where she talks about push goals. You know, what's that one goal that, like a domino, will cause the others to fall more easily? And so for me, for example, I know that if I'm, I'm doing some kind of physical training, like I'm training for the Country Music Half Marathon on April the 27th, 2014, I know that if I can stay focused on that the first part of this year, it's like I, I, that's a push goal for me. Everything else, if I can get my training in, everything else comes more easily because I've got more energy. I'm seeing a sense of progress. It's very measurable. So that's what I would do. I would try to identify that one goal that if you think about it, if you could really accomplish that, it would make all the other go- uh, goals easier to attain. That is the best answer to that question I've ever heard, Michael. <laughs> awesome. Seriously. Uh, Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on. It's always a joy to talk to you on and offline, and I hope to see you again soon. And uh, Let's have you back on the show later on, and we can talk about something else. Great, Pat. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com. If you'd like to get access to his course, you can go to bestyearever.me slash pat. It's P-A-T. There is no affiliate commission tied to this. I only want to see you achieve your goals. That's why I'm doing this, and I know this is great material, so I hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to potentially get access to his course for free, I'm giving away one free, or Michael's giving away one free uh, copy or membership to his course. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 93 and leave a comment on the post sharing one goal that you want to have and accomplish, in 2014, I will select someone on January 1st at random and I'll get your email address and I'll send it to Michael and he'll hook you up with free access to his course. So I'd love to hear your comments and what your goals are gonna be for next year and leave those goals knowing that you're putting them in a place where you will be held accountable for it. I mean, that's a big thing and just rock it out. I mean, here we are, 2014 coming up. I so appreciate you 
and your undying support for Smart Passive Income and all the things we do here. Um, just, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Here is to an amazing year, and here's to you and your success. And have a happy and safe new year. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. 